0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of the TLDR Podcast, where we talk sports, food, and now life. If you follow us on uh, uh, on the last couple episodes here, we do the research so you don't have to. If you've been keeping up with our social media, thank you, James. We are knee deep in sports right now. Week six is underway in the NBA. The NFL is currently in its in my least favorite uh, week of the year, uh, and the NHL is is well underway. There are so many headlines, tons of bulletin board material in a seeming in seemingly every sport right now, and, and it's really hard to keep up, don't you guys think? Like it just seems like it's just you know headline after headline, so much stuff going on in each of these sports. Um, but stay tuned, and we'll get you caught up with all the important stuff. But let's drop in on boys first. Eric, you're working stiff these days. How have you been, Bud?
1: i'm good man um two things all these fucking people are so rattled with me and alex on the nba power rankings like what kind of crack are we smoking probably the best type of crack okay the fucking jazz they're in my top five now everybody okay yeah they won seven games in a row so i wasn't paying attention to the fucking jazz second off uh i'm doing better in fantasy hockey I beat Kylie
0: this week. Uh, nice. Oh, yeah. It's a low bar. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs>
1: picked, up a, picked up a third goalie. I saw Alex had three goalies. I'm like, okay, that's actually a pretty smart move. Realizing how important these goalies are. Yeah, Picked up Thatcher Demko from the Canucks. So Great
0: name. We're looking good. I like that. Um, yeah, dude, this year with, with the goalies rotating the way they are, you have to have three, I think. Um, I think that was a good move uh tyler our subway ambassador nice shirt My bud. god
2: <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude i told you you love right, subway man. bro you can't no, lie right, anymore right. you uh, love subway damn it you got caught me red-handed
0: yeah we, we got you but tyler how are you doing bud how are you enjoying the nhl season so far
2: uh it's been great so far like the, the kings you know have been doing pretty well i think you know even the games that they've lost alex and i were texting about the other day like we're in pretty much every game and we're we're you know, like I said, not not coming up on the win column every time, but you know we're we're coming up with points, and I think you're we're seeing a lot of really good good uh, future prospects. And dude, Anze Kopitar, dude, assist leader so far this year, my boy, he's killing it. So that's always fun to watch. Love um, but it. but also, can can we can we just talk about Tom Brady for a second and just how yeah. rich, that dude, <laughs> I I want to hate him so much, but you can't you have to respect how much of a winner that guy is. absolutely like it's unbelievable. You know, I think the craziest stat I saw all weekend was, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees have been in the NFC for a long time and been amazing quarterbacks in that conference. They each have won conference championship. Tom Brady comes into the NFC for this first year and wins the conference championship and beats both those guys. I mean, top hats off to you, Tom Brady, man. Like good for you. You're, yeah. you're, 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 killing it. Like I, I hate it, but I got to respect it, man.
0: Good on yeah, you. Yeah, No, I, I, I totally agree. I, you know, he, he did throw three picks in the second half, but I'll be honest with you. I, I thought that at that half, he really wasn't really giving a shit. They were just fl- flinging the ball and he didn't really give a shit. Like it, like it, yeah. they, their defense was playing too strong. I don't, I don't, I actually think that if the game was a little bit closer, you know, in the, in that second half, you know, early in the second half, I don't think you would have seen as many picks. I think he would have been more dialed in. I think he was just going for going for goals at that point um but james my dude speaking of championship weekend i don't think it was a, v- a disappointment at all maybe the second game was a little slow but hey the first game was pretty spectacular what are your uh what were your thoughts on the
3: uh on the games All oh, i gotta say man if you're gonna call a game one way for 58 minutes call it the same way for the next two that's some bs i'm sorry like the game should have been should have had a different it should have been a different score going and i have to but the way the refs called it, it doesn't make sense to me. It's kind of BS, in my opinion. Uh, those three picks you were talking about, though, those really weren't really Tom Brady's fault. They are bouncing off people's hands.
1: Hey,
3: uh, but still good football. It's still good football. Yeah. Um, you know, j- just to
0: j- just to give you a thought though, when when you when you forced three turnovers, and I did say that the team that had, that had the least amount of turnovers would win the game, I was dead wrong. The other team, the team that had the most turnovers, won the game. Uh, and to me, if you turn over the ball three times and go three and out on two of those, you know, on those, those immediate uh, drives, that's on you. I don't care what the refs are. That's on you. But correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong.
1: Can I tell you one thing you're wrong about? Yeah. Our boy Athens see you on the Kings <laughs> fucking... I think he's got three goals, like four assists in like five games already. Hey. He's doing phenomenal.
4: I, I, lo- I love being called out. And finally, Alex, how are you, man? Dude, I'm good. You know, it was a great weekend uh, for fantasy for me. Beat you in hockey, beat James in basketball, undefeated in both leagues. So that's going great. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the Kings Goddamn. are great. Every single game I watch of the Kings play, they lose. And then the ones that I miss, they win. So in my mind... I Stop can't watching. watch them play ever again and they'll go undefeated <laughs> for the rest of the ever season. again, ever again, ever <laughs> again. They'll never lose another game,
0: but Hey man, the NBA is raising eyebrows. It continues to raise eyebrows. Um, we, um, bad teams are playing well. Players are breaking out, breaking records and among other crazy stuff that, you know, some COVID stuff we don't, we don't need to necessarily dive into unless you're going to dive into, but just like normal Alex, you're going to take us through the big headlines of the NBA. Take it away, man
4: yeah so as always i will give you a little update on our fantasy basketball yours truly is five and zero. murdered james this week uh james is now three and two uh and then both tyler and trading are two and three just pitiful um some other like kind of news and notes um the anniversary of kobe's death is this week just thought we'd put that out there um i know we've talked about it before on the podcast but Also, the anniversary uh, of him scoring 81 points against the Raptors was last week. Uh, Crazy game, just crazy game. Uh, But moving into, so just, you know, some Kobe things to talk about Um, into, you know, today's NBA. Um, Yeah, the COVID thing is, it's sort of started to mellow out a little bit. The NBA has become a little more strict on uh, what the players can and can't do. Some of them are not super happy about it, um, but it is. Kind of starting to mellow out. Teams are, you know, there's less postponements, which is great. Um, obviously, we want to see these guys play. And we're trying to, you know, get the season done, um, and hopefully, they can continue doing that. Um, but we got to talk. We got to talk about Steph Curry. So Absolutely. he just broke, or he just overpassed, I guess Reggie Miller for second all time on the three pointers made list. Um, and he's in his 11th year, and I think it took Reggie eight his like entire career, so 17 or 18 years. Um, I think we need to talk about how Steph has changed the game. I mean, now you look at guys, you know, Anthony Davis is hucking up a three. Nikola Jokic is hucking up a three. You would, you know, 15 years ago, you don't see Shaq anywhere near the three-point line. And Steph Curry changed that. He might be the most influential basketball player in the last 15 years. More than LeBron, because he's changed the way the game has been played. Now, Trey, I know you're not like the biggest basketball fan in the world but you are a Warriors fan air quotes. I know this is a podcast, so no one can see me doing that, but <laughs> YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, YouTube. There you go. Yeah. Um, so talk about Steph. Let me like, cause I, I, I as not the biggest basketball fan. You have to appreciate what he's done for the game for sure.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, you know, I'll just look at the stats. I mean, like you said, Curry caught Reggie Miller in record time. It took Miller, you know, almost 1400 games to reach his 25, three pointers. While taking um, Allen, the one who's at, who's number one, um, Ray Allen, 1,000 games to reach his 25, to to reach 2561 himself. And Curry did that in 715 games. I mean, if, if, if we're going to look at those stats, I mean, we, Curry still has 300 more games to really go the distance. And I think this, he's going to set a record. That's going to be very, very hard to, to, to catch with that said. I think that the way he's actually changed the, the game of basketball is going to put pressure on him in the future because I think teams are actually looking for, for those types of players to, to get the job done. I mean, I mean, Seth is not a big guy. He, I mean, he's, he's small. He had, qu- he had question marks coming into the draft. I mean, you guys, you guys all heard it. I mean, everyone, everyone questioned this guy. He was small. Um, he was not a prototypical point guard, but there's something that Steph did that, you know, he combated his size by stepping back a little, taking that long bomb shot and would drain it with good efficiency and as we know mathematically even if you're shooting 40 percent from three you're getting more points than someone who's shooting 50 percent from two you know inside the line so mathematically that's the way you gotta that, that's makes sense to to play a, to play basketball like that um and it lets small guys with with a major skill set you know play this game and you don't see people trying to find the next you know, it's hard to find a LeBron. It's hard to find a, a KD. These guys are freaks. These guys, I mean, Steph Curry is not a freak athletically, but he, but he's an, he's probably the best shooter to ever play the game. And that's something that you can teach. That's something that you can practice. That is something that you can find, you know, in, in your recruiting. And I think that teams have changed their whole game style that way. You're seeing a lot more threes being shot, uh, um, shot in the game as part of the scheme. It, you, you it more, most have been just kind of like part of the, you know, if you shoot a three, yeah, uh, that's just, you know, it's great. But you're mostly hitting that, that, you know, mid-range jumper. That thing's gone now. It's all about a three-point shot now. And if you can't, if you can't shoot a three-point shot, it's tough for you to, 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 to play, you know, well in this game or well in this game, I feel like, but he's made a big imprint on this league for
4: sure. Yeah. It's, it's definitely changed the way the league has, is being played. I, you know, it's something that the, as the NBA is going through it, we're seeing other sports too, where. These Ivy League, Harvard mathematicians, statistical guys are changing the way the game is played. Yeah. Literally all NBA teams do now is shoot a bunch of threes and try to dunk because the dunks are the most easily made. And then the threes get you the most points. It's just yep. about how it works. Uh, defense is not really a thing anymore. Um, you know, back in like the 80s with like Michael Jordan and like the Pistons playing the Pistons. You would never, ever see a series like that now. And it seems like every single playoff year, we see some team breaking the record for most three-pointers made, most three-pointers shot. And that's because of Steph. I mean, you look at guys like James Harden and Dame Lillard, all these guys now, I mean, they're shooting from the logo. I mean, hell, LeBron shoots from the logo now. And, you know, his skill set has never been a great shooter. Um, and Steph, Yeah, Steph has 100% changed the game. Um, and you know what? He's going to break Ray Allen's record. It's really only a matter of time unless he – i don't know breaks both of his legs or something like it's it's almost inevitable at this point um and yeah it's probably a record that will possibly never be broken depending on how long he can play um it's it's crazy and he's also just like the one of the most likable dudes like in the nba and i know that has nothing to do with how great of a shooter he is but good for you steph so so alex (laughs) i mean we what he has let's say
0: 400 give, give or take 400 Three pointers to go to to meet Ray Allen. I mean, yeah. we got to give an over under. I mean, we're over under how many games? So
4: would you uh, said it at four hundred threes, maybe like I don't know sixty, maybe like another season and a half, or like I a mean, normal, yeah, maybe I mean, like we, like sixty five, maybe.
0: I think that's fair. I mean, he put up, he put up 400 in 20, was it was 2016. He put up four and two. Yeah. I mean, that's insane.
4: He's, yeah. He's probably never going to make that many again, no. but so I would, I don't, yeah, I'd have to, well, it's also weird because the seasons are this season shorter, mm-hmm. but I'd say it's broken by the end of next season. Oh, wow. Easy.
0: Well, stay but, tuned and we'll see if that know, uh, yeah. that happens.
4: Yeah. We'll have to see. So moving from golden state warriors and, you know, the premier kind of the premier franchise of the uh, 2010s to the New York Knickerbockers, the basement dwellers of the 2010s. They're a respectable team. Now we talked about it last week on the podcast. Um, James said, yeah, the Knicks can make the playoffs. And I think my response was, I don't know how to like those words, make a sentence that doesn't make any sense to me, Um, but they're a respectable team. Um, And we're going to talk about them again because they're, they're in a playoff spot right now. They're, you know, they're beating good teams. They are the one of the best defensive teams in the league. Um, James, what do you think, like, about the Knicks? Can they keep this up, or is this, is this just a weird COVID thing and they'll falter soon? I
3: really think they can keep this up. One of the things you said with Trayden's little segment there was that nobody plays defense in the NBA anymore. Well, the Knicks do, and that's what's fueling them. The thing about defense versus offense is that you can have an off-shooting night and you can lose terribly. But if you play defense, it's all about effort. So as long as they continue this effort and playing good defense, they're going to be in games, most games, like most of the time. Tom Thibodeau Thibodeau is a really good defensive coach. And, he, yep, I saved it. Uh, He's always been a good defensive coach, and he's going to continue to put that culture. He's going to continue to instill that effort and that high intensity that people hate. He's not going to coach the Knicks for very long because people get burnt out of him. Like, he's a yeller. And people can't play – with. With it's he's like um Tortorella people don't like playing for him for a long time so like he'll be a good coach for the next three or four years give or take but then people get tired of hearing his yelling voice but for the next three and four years he's going to instill that culture and that culture is going to drive him a long long way they're going to continue to you know like lose to bad teams they continue losing to bad teams and beating good ones but that's again it comes with maturity when people come they play down to their level and that's because they're a young team the more they play, the more maturity they get, and the more that they understand the game and not have to bring it every day in and day out, regardless of who they play. And that's just gonna help them later on. We're 18 games in. Like there's a lot more games to go. They'll continue to learn. This I still think they're gonna make the playoffs. Like, um, I might be their biggest fan right now. And that's fine. And now for the West, I'm the biggest Warriors fan because of what I said earlier. And the East, I'm gonna be the biggest Knicks fan. And that's what it's gonna be this year.
4: Yeah. I mean, the, you're right. Their defense is extraordinary and Tom Thibodeau is, you know, he's been known for that for years um, and they're finally getting good draft picks. They're finally not screwing it up or they're not trading these guys away or signing these ridiculous contracts. Um, And you know, the East is down. There's teams that at the beginning of the season, I thought for sure were locks and, you know, like the Toronto Raptors and the Miami heat are not looking great. And a team like the Knicks can squeak in. Do I think they're going to make a run in the Eastern conference? No, I mean, there's some big boys up top there um, that you know the Knicks would never beat in a seven game series. But it's good for basketball when the Knicks are good. Um, I think Spike Lee's probably still a bigger fan of the Knicks than you are, James. But just Just a tiny bit, though. Just just a little bit. But you're right. You're (laughs) right there. You know, you're right there. (laughs) Um, Moving uh, to another borough of New York, Eric. We talked. You talked about the. these little hoodlums or whatever, I don't know, these little children on Instagram <laughs> getting mad at us about our power rankings. I feel like it's a lot about where we have – like where the Nets are. Yeah. I, I've mentioned in my, um, in my articles and on the podcast, like, great, the Nets got these three guys. They can't play any defense. That's a lot of egos there. They lost back-to-back games to the Cavs this week. So, what's going on with the Nets? Um, I mean, are they really as hyped up as they should be or are they still kind of figuring it out?
1: Yeah, the, those people definitely got mad at us. And I, I had the Nets like number one, every single power ranking yeah. until this week, everybody. So check it out. Uh, I think I have them like number eight now or something. Wow. But maybe or maybe Dang. like six, either way, six to eight range. Yeah, okay, now you guys are fucking rattled about <laughs> it. Uh, they're going to be fine. They beat Miami tonight by like 15. However, there was no Jimmy Butler. Um, but still, like, they kind of look like a Clippers of last year. Like, they're working through the kinks. They they just got Harden. He's a big piece. Um, you're kind of right. They, they got to work on their defense. They got to figure out. It's weird. Tonight I was watching them. They were passing the ball actually way too much, which is pretty surprising. Um, I think when it comes to playoff time, which they will make playoffs. Let's not get too crazy here. Um, they're going to have to decide who shoots the final shot. Um, I think it should be Durant. I mean, or, or Kyrie. I feel like those two guys have made clutch shots before in the playoffs. Um, you're not going to be too mad if Harden has to take it, but it's going to help to have those three guys out there uh, come the final play of games. And it's, I think it's going to be a battle either versus the Celtics or the Bucks. Uh in the Eastern Finals this year, like one of those two teams will play the Nets. And, you know, that's going to be their true test. Can they make it to the finals? They got to work out the kinks now, though. Losing to Cleveland back-to-back isn't a good look, but I think they're going to be okay.
4: Yeah, um, that's a good point about I would also pick KD to take the last shot. I mean, he's the most – he's the best scorer out of the three of them. He's unguardable. Um, And, you know, something I literally thought about as you were talking is – this is the first time James Harden has been to the playoffs, not as either a young, you know, 21, 22 year old in those, that Thunder team, um, back when Katie and Westbrook and the three of them were together, or where he's had to be the man in Houston. And uh, for Mike Dantoni, who, as we all know, I fucking hate that guy. So that's not going to work. Um, it will, yeah, they're, they have some growing pains. I'm just a little worried because it's a short season. Uh, they might not have enough time to get it all figured out. And when they play some of these elite offensive and defensive teams like the Bucks or the Celtics, I don't know if they have enough defense. I mean, if they shoot them out of the building, great. But if you have a cold couple cold games, you lose a close one. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, There's a, You know that DeAntoni
1: is an assistant on the Nets now? <laughs> yeah, of course he is. Yeah, of course, <laughs> he, course is. he is. This
4: yeah. is going to make
3: you like him that much more. I know, right? What's up, James? Uh, do you guys hear about JaVale McGee? and the Nets are trying to pursue him big time, like they're going to get JaVale McGee, like they're giving everything to get him. What do you guys think about that, and would what, what he fit in that scheme with that team?
4: I mean, they need another big because um, they traded away their other their um, Jared Allen, and they're like – they're to like the Cavs. Guy, yeah, to the Cavs. So they're trying to take – Now they want well, JaVale McGee from the Cavs. From the Cavs. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're going to need another big to – I mean, none of those guys can guard Giannis or AD or something, they're going to need somebody. Um, I mean, if I was JaVale, like, you got a much better shot at winning another ring, uh, which I think would be his fourth because he won two with the Warriors and then one with the Lakers last year yeah. with the Nets, then he would with the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, Who do you think they're going to give up for that, though? I don't know how much they have left to give up. They will be – I mean, he's – he's realistically, JaVel McGee is a – Fringe starting center, backup center. He's not like he's athletic as shit and a good and a good defender, but he's not gonna sway the team. You know, I think it, it's gonna come down to those big three, but we'll have to see. That'll be interesting though. Javale yeah. McGee is also a character. That dude is so weird. He's on Shaq yeah. in fool so often yeah, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, for real. Tried to dunk from the free throw line. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Um all right and then last kind of segment on the NBA for this week uh we I mean we've talked about it and how deep the Western Conference is James Harden getting traded out of it um definitely kind of upsets it but I mean Tyler there's at least 10 you could possibly say 11 teams that realistically have a shot at making the postseason I mean some of them are locks the two LA teams Utah's looking really good um Portland uh and uh denver but what are you what are you thinking about like how competitive those western Conference is? do you see any of these teams like really heating up that you're like oh shit look at these guys kind of coming um, what do you think about the west yeah the west in the last few years
2: it's been this way where it's just so tightly packed and there's always going to be one or two teams that are on the outside looking in at, at, at the end of the at the end of the season and it's shaping up to look the same way this this year um obviously as you mentioned those 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 top two la teams and and utah are killing it right now utah got to a little bit of a slow start but since then they've been on fire uh same with denver they off to a pretty slow start and last week or so played a lot better kind of how how we've expected them um yeah that kind of second half of that of those standings is just like it's anyone's game um, and there's going to be a, a couple teams, you know, at the end of the season, that's probably going to lose it by a game, maybe two games. It's going to be real close and, and, and fun to watch. Uh, I would say for, for me, I think the most surprising team that are, that's competitive is the Spurs. Um, just I feel like the last few years, they haven't really been that competitive and they've looked pretty good this year. Um, so I think that could be a team that will surprise some people. Um the Phoenix Suns, I gave them a lot of props. Um since that's happened, they really shit the bed. So that was a TLDR dump. Yeah. Uh, that's happened? what you
4: do. You either get teams to yeah. rise or you get them to just take a fat shit. Yeah.
2: So it was uh. a fat shit there by the Suns. So they have like not the looked Eagles. good. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the fucking Eagles. Um <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh but yeah, I mean I think I think the West is always super fun to watch uh and super competitive. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting, but I mean, I for for me, obviously, the, you know, the, the two LA teams in Utah look like the the top dogs. I mean, Utah might sneak in there as a one or two seed, who knows?
4: Yeah, I mean, Donovan Mitchell's been playing out of his mind. The Jazz have won eight in a row, the Clippers have won seven in a row. Um, yeah, the Spurs came into LA and beat the Lakers and the Clippers, uh, which is hard to do. Um, you know, those are when I mean, you got pop, dude, if you have pop, you're yeah, right and too. yeah, if you've got Greg Popovich, you're always in it. Um, I would agree with you though. The Spurs are a surprise team. I mean, the Warriors, the Mavericks are right there. I'd say the most disappointing team is probably the Pelicans. They're five and 10. They need to turn it around real quick. They've got enough talent. They should be much better. Um, yeah, you really fucked the sun's over. So that's Tyler Phoenix. Sorry. They got some time to figure it out, but yeah, after their hearts hard, what was what am I trying to say after their fast start, they're kind of (laughs) falling hard. So, uh, We'll have to we see what hard start, yeah, hard start, <laughs> hard baby. start. They're yeah. falling fast, yeah, they're falling fast after their hard start. Um, but that's what I got for the NBA this week. Um, let's hope that the you know, COVID doesn't get the little greasy fingers back in there and we can play some more games. Game. It will, wow, Thanks, Coach. that's that's what I it positively
1: positively. yeah,
3: real fast though, real, like. For the Clippers, they just won seven in a row. But I just heard it was on the ESPN or Twitter or something that um, Paul George and Kawhi, they're both going to be out for a couple games, at least one, at least. That's going to be tough, you know, two stars. That streak might end. be. It's going to be tough. They play Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night, and
1: uh, they don't have either of those guys. Um, and, yeah, so it's going to be tough, you know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be some other guys that need to step up. We'll see what happens. They got – they got Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets like a week from today, or maybe it's like next Tuesday. That'll be an interesting one.
0: Definitely, cool.
1: must hey, see. TV. Ne-
0: hey, yeah. during this COVID period, it's next man up. You know, it's if you're ready to play, yeah. you, you, you got to play. I mean, there's a lot of injuries, a lot of people going out. So the NHL calls it the taxi squad, right? Yep, they have a taxi squad. Next man up. Um, <laughs> but hey, thank you, Alex. Um, always, always good to hear the 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 going ons in the uh, in the NBA. But uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Tyler's going to take us through some name changes for teams that are changing their name this year, or this upcoming season. So, uh, so stay tuned for that. And we're back. And uh, as as part of as part of sports. Um, uh, uh movement and change for uh, for social for social justice and and the like. Um, two teams ha- are currently looking to change their names. We already saw the Washington football team um, you know take that take that name through this last season. Um, the Cleveland Indians are looking to change their name as well, but Tyler, you you're covering this story. Take us uh, take us through this story and um, about the history of each team and take it away.
2: Yeah, as you mentioned, 2020 is a year of a lot of different changes going on. And that, you know, goes to sports as well. Um, And a big one is with, you know, social justice, a lot of conversation about uh, discrimination among, you know, a lot of different groups of people. And Native Americans are part of those people. And there's a couple of uh, team names in sports that for a long time have been controversial. Uh, So the the first one we're going to talk about is the Washington football team, as they're known now, formerly known as the Washington Redskins. Uh, So real quick, um, I want to run through kind of just a timeline of their whole history. So in 1933, um, they changed their name from the they were originally in Boston. So the Boston Braves to the Boston Redskins. Uh, They moved to Washington in 1937. And it wasn't until 1992 that the first petition against their name was held. Uh, It was held within the U.S. government for 17 years um, until it was ultimately uh, denied. Uh, in 2006, a second petition was held, and that also failed. In 2013, 2013, the team owner, Daniel Snyder, said that the name will never change under his watch. Uh, and, then a, and then currently in 2020, with all the civil protests going on about conversations about discrimination, uh, the Redskins name once again was, was in the spotlight. Um, on July 1st of 2020, investors worth over $620 billion dollars sent letters to top sponsors of the redskins uh fedex nike and pepsi to pull their sponsorship from the from from the team uh two days later fedex which has the naming rights to the stadium uh, they they formally asked the washington redskins to change their name and nike pulled all of their redskins apparel from their website Uh, then 10 days after that um the washington football team officially changed that changed their name or you know took away their logo and their redskins uh, mascot. Um, so, and of course they played the whole 2020 season known as the Washington football team. So they're still deciding on what their next name is going to be. So I want to open up it, open it up to you guys and hear what you guys' idea is. So I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm the team owner of, of the Washington football team. And I want to, and I want an idea of what we're going to call our team moving forward. So trade in, I'm going to start with you. What do you got here?
0: All right. First of all, sir, I actually really like the football team. I, I think that name is actually pretty good. But we'll we'll, we'll go on. I we we do need to, we do we need change. I got a couple. I'm sorry, I cheated. Mm-hmm. I have a few. I like the idea of since Washington is at Washington D.C. Um, and it represents it kind of represents where our government kind of does their thing. I want to bring in kind of like a like a union type of thing, something that our country really desperately needs. And I want us. I want this team to be the Washington United, right? I know it's kind of like the Manchester uh, U thing, but hey, we need to be united. I like Washington United. Also, my issue with Washington f- teams is that sometimes I think people like that people don't really know that they get confused between Washington State, Washington, D.C. I think we need to bring in the D.C. name. Take off Washington.
2: We're going to be the D.C. diplomats or the D.C. union. All right. Uh, Someone want to fact check? I think that the MLS team in Washington is called the Washington United, but I could be wrong about that. You're I the do. soccer guy. I am the soccer <laughs> guy. Right, I should know that. But I do. Oh, I do like man. that name.
4: That's that's not a bad one. Alex, what do you got? Okay, so I'm a big fan of team names that their first letter starts the same letter as the city. So like the Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Chicago Cubs. You know, I'm a big fan of that. I'm also a big fan of the backyard sports series, the video games oh, yeah. from when we were kids. So, my proposed name is the Washington Wombats. I also learned that Wombats poop cubes, and I think that's fucking funny. And that has nothing to do with it, but Dude, I thought it should be I, I love be that. So, wow. I'm going with the Washington Wombats. It has nothing to do with the D.C. area. I'm pretty sure the Wombats, wombats live in Australia, but I'm, I'm digging that also. It's funny when teams have like I mean a wombat doesn't seem very threatening, but Washington Wombats it just flows off the tongue you know it it does flow off the tongue very well
2: and it, do, it like you said makes zero sense for Washington yeah. DC but it does have a nice ring to it thanks but
0: neither do the Pittsburgh Penguins who gives a shit
2: that's true yeah right there's definitely no Penguins in Pittsburgh so
0: <laughs> Washington Wizards step in the zoo
2: maybe yeah, yeah see another WW yeah it all works James what do you got uh, real fast fact check. It's called DC United.
3: Ooh, That's what they have for the MLS team. I was right. Close. You are right. Okay, so for my proposal, Washington DC is our nation's capital. Correct. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, you are correct. Good the president about. is in Washington DC. Mm. Therefore, I think it should be the Washington Joe's. But hear me out. <laughs> I think it's going to change every four to eight years, depending on who the president is. Oh my! So God. you're going to be named after the president. And the cool thing about this is you're going to have a new rebranding experience every single four to eight years. So you sell more things. So really you your expensive. profit margin will be much higher. Oh, That's what I'm man. going
2: with. We're going to be the Washington Joes and then whoever's next. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going with. You know, at first what? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I'm like, you ended it. Like that actually kind of makes a lot of sense, especially financially. You said the rebranding. Money, money.
4: Yeah,
3: oh, people man. will buy more things because that's the you know you got to rep the team. Oh man, and then you get more retro stuff too. Like, yeah. hey, do you have that the Washington
2: Joe's from like 2021?
3: Yeah. Like yeah. Washington
2: Barack. That's a sick jersey.
3: Oh <laughs> yeah. my god.
2: Yeah, I and mean, then you can have a collection. You know, it's pretty cool. Exactly, man. If you <laughs> want to be a hardcore fan like that. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm winning this
3: for sure. Wow.
2: <laughs> I love how every everyone's been a little bit different, got a little take. I love it, Eric. Bring us home. What do you got?
1: Um, the Washington football team will now be called the Washington half smokes. Um, <laughs> what is a half smoke, you ask? Because i looked look this up too, you know, big fact check. Similar to a hot dog or a sandwich, as you would say, it's usually larger, spicier, and more coarsely grounded <laughs> meat. And the sausage is often half pork, half beef, smoked, like a half smoke. Uh, it's served with herbs, onion, and chili sauce. Tyler, I know you're a huge hot dog sandwich guy, so I had to tie it into food, of course. Um, and apparently this is the most popular food item in Washington, D.C., where I've never been before, but they're going to be called the Washington Half Smokes. So, and it's kind of course- going off what Alex said. Like People are going to be like, what the fuck is a half smoke? What is that? And then this team just going to dominate you. You're going right. to learn what half smoke is after that.
2: So what's your idea of what the logo is going to look like? It's going to be... Just like, a giant wiener on the top of the helmet? It's going to be like a giant <laughs> hot
1: dog sandwich with coarsely ground meat.
2: Often half pork, half beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> wow. This was, this has gone way better than I thought it would. Off the rails. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. That, that was amazing, guys. That's four really good ones. Um oh fuck, I know I gotta choose one. I shouldn't have done this. All right. Um dude, honestly, I think the one that I think sticks out the most is probably James' idea with the presidents. I think that's really cool. It's really unique. I like that. I'm down for it. Washington Joes. You're, like, you're gonna piss a lot <laughs> of fans off. So many questions. Guy. You're that. gonna piss a lot of people off. Hey, it's different used it's unique. I mean people should be t- <laughs>
3: Washington Joe's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Yeah, like the average Joe's and dodgeball. Let's do yeah, it,
3: yeah Yep. Oh man, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's what? like
4: expensive to have to rebrand all the time. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. Not a, not a good well, business. Well, decision, you're an, an
2: owner, so you can just put. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess yeah, right, so. You just put, watch them. You just shows. put. You just put their face on the, on the. On the just little just make it magnetic, where or you know, or yeah, stickers. Yeah, it's like all replace right. it yeah. every year, every four years. All right, but. A close second was the Washington Wombats. Alex, you were you were thanks, right there. Thanks, I, I liked my idea, but yeah, it cool. was good. It was good. All right, moving on. That. Moving on to the other the other team here. Uh, the Cleveland Indians are going to ch- be changing their name as well. Uh, real quick, their timeline here: uh, 1915 is the first time that the Cleveland Indians, the, the Cleveland baseball team, changed their name to the Indians. Uh, in 1947, we saw the first logo of the Chief Wahoo, which is their kind of classic one, if you guys have seen it. Um, in 1973, we were the first protests of the name and the logo. Uh, all, fast forward to 2016, the team changed the logo to the Block C that we see currently. Uh, after years, it was kind of slowly realizing that Chief Wahoo logo was pretty damn racist. Uh, in 2017, Rob Manfred met with the Cleveland ownership about the use of the logo Nothing happened because raw Manfred's a piece of shit. Uh, in 2018, the team officially removed the chief Wahoo logo from the uniforms. Um, and then in 2020, after the Washington Redskins changed their name, conversations began about the Indians name and whether they should officially change it or not. And on December 13th of 2020, the team officially announced that it will change its name. So, and they still have not decided on what that name will be. So once again, we're going to leave it up to TLDR podcast to, uh, you know, help them out a little bit. So uh, let's go in reverse orders last time. So Eric, lead us off here with the Cleveland Indians new new team name.
1: Yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. The uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame resides in Cleveland. um, And therefore, this baseball team should be represented accordingly. Uh, Google told me the most famous well-known rock and roll artist ever is Elvis. So they will be called the Cleveland Elvis people. Wow. I was going to say Elvis men <laughs> but like you know we're open to men and women here so it's like they're going to be the Elvis people the Elvis like, people Elvis is the most famous rock and roll artist so there's a fact check for you Tyler um wow I'm pretty sure- great great pitch
0: Tyler,
2: I don't know what's better his, <laughs> his answer or your response <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> I'm pretty sure the plural of Elvis is Elvi. Oh, oh so yeah. Know. Well, but then you're confusing. <laughs> then you're confusing oh it God. with elves. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Then you're talking
2: about elves. elves now, and we're talking about Elvis. Well, I don't. You're the one that brought Elvis up, so <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. You know, we'll get it big All right, uh, James, what do you got? <laughs>
3: okay. That was a great one. I'm gonna vote for that one, there Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so i don't know if mine is gonna like go against the grain when it comes to you know like being socially correct but there's a minor league team in baseball in san antonio they're called the flying Chunkless and i think it should be the cleveland Chunkless. that'd be a great name <laughs> like, and then <laughs> just the slipper bro the
2: flying slipper <laughs> i was gonna say what does that mean <laughs> you don't know what that is? nope whoa whoa that's a your job that's chocolate. your job to tell me knows. what it means you're supposed to be know. pitching this yeah you're pitching it to me hold up don't make me google it <laughs> we're gonna share the screen here oh beautiful flying <laughs> sandal that is literally a sandal. sandal okay <laughs> oh,
4: <laughs> wow
2: wow wow <laughs> cool. you should get that hat gotta love yeah, my baseball a- man there's also the trash pandas i was kind of debating between the trash pandas and the flying trash. Chungos, so. yeah, the trash pandas that is an amazing name there's also a flying squirrel team i'm pretty sure minor league baseball has some amazing mascots if you guys just for fun just if you're bored one day just google like minor league baseball teams there's some pretty incredible ones um and they like that some of them are actually pretty cool logos too wearing wearing my minor league hat right hats now. they got great hats yeah i got one on right now um all right, the flying flip-flops, got
4: it. Uh, Alex, <laughs> what do you <laughs> Okay, so I'm not doing that. Mine's definitely <laughs> different than that. So the Cleveland baseball franchise has been around for a really long time. So what I think they should do is bring back a name that they had from 1887 to 1899. I'm sure you all remember it fondly. They were the Cleveland Spiders. And they could have a sick, like, Spider logo and doesn't you know it could have fangs if you want, or it could just be like a you know, like a not obviously not the same as Spider Man, but like just like a spider looking thing, like pop colors. I'm a big fan of the Cleveland Spiders.
0: No, they got to be in Spider Man uniforms, like, yeah, they just have to full Spider
4: Man uniform, masks, and everything. <laughs> yeah. More suit. I like that. I changed my mind. I want it to be the Cleveland Spider Mans. I want them to buy the rights <laughs> from Disney for. Many, many oh my players. god and they're the cleveland
2: spider man <laughs> all right so we got the the, the cleveland elvis people yeah. the cleveland flying flip-flops and it's called a chancla i say it right the cleveland chankas and the <laughs> and the cleveland uh what was yours alex it's i'm gonna still stick with spiders the cleveland spiders. spiders. okay <laughs> cleveland spiders spider-man's right? way better bro all right yeah but that's the Spiderman's. spider okay <laughs> trade
0: in what do we oh got? God. I, how can I, why did you have me go last? Cause these are fantastic. Um, <clears throat> you guys ready?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: The Cleveland baseball club. Mm. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I actually, um, with, with Cleveland being on the, on the border of Lake Erie, I thought that maybe we could bring in something kind of nautical. Um, so I like the, I like, and to go to the, to the consonants that Alex likes so much. I like the Cleveland Commodores. Mm. It's like a high ranking official in the Navy. Yeah. Oh, got it. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Cleveland Commodores.
1: Comadres. I thought that was Camadres.
0: It, 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 no, it's not, but.
4: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but. uh try. try. <laughs> try right, again,
2: it. <laughs> a lot of really good pitches here. Um, but I'm going to have to go with Alex's Cleveland Spiders. I, I think that. that's pretty cool. I also like the fact that you tied it in, that it was like one of their original names a long time ago. So it's still part of their history. and just part of the heritage and just bring it back. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't like spiders, but I think they're that's a pretty cool team name for a sports
4: team. I, also, thinking, how funny would it be to have like a giant, like a spider mascot just like scaring the crap out of kids? At baseball yeah, game. it'd be great. <laughs> it'd be so it'd, funny. I'm sure you can make some
2: pretty cool logos too. Like yeah. A cool spider logo.
4: Just right. in a suit with eight <laughs> arms, like yeah, spazzing yeah. <laughs> out. Yeah. yeah, the arms just flail everywhere. Yeah. Or
2: you, <laughs> the concourse. yeah. or you just oh, hire God. Spider-Man to be the mascot at the games, you know? Yeah. Why not? All right. Well, that was fun, guys. I enjoyed, enjoyed all your all your uh, ideas. Uh, we'll see what actually happens. Again, I think we should send this to the Cleveland Indians and the Washington football team and see if they like our ideas and they should then they should pick one. So uh, if you guys are listening. Check us out. Definitely. Um, otherwise, trade. And that's all I got.
0: Definitely agree. Hey, before we get off this topic, I just want I I'm the odds guy. I have to look at the odds. Um, the, uh, the the top odds for the Washington um, football team's name would be the Washington Red Tails and the Washington Presidents at, th- at plus 300 each. Both are kind of lame, compared, especially oh. compared to ours. So I really hope they're <laughs> listening to this podcast. And then, um, I think that Alex cheated because the Cleveland Indians top odds would be the spiders. So he must've like set the odds or or something like that so that people would bet and he would make a lot of money, but whatever. Um, you figured out my screen. Hey, so, uh look, I, I love I love our ideas. That actually turned out way, way better than I thought it
3: would. Um This <laughs> much thing, better than the game, bro. We'll back. Um,
0: but uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and you're gonna hear from our one sponsor and bef- before I go, if you guys, if anybody's listening that would like to be sponsored by this podcast, please reach out to us via um, social media. We'd be happy to 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 get you up on our uh, on our ad space here. Um, but when we come back, um, we're gonna go back to the NFL and we're gonna look at some NFL awards that are gonna be given out. Is it this week, James? Did they give them out this February. week? February. February. February um, something. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about those before uh during this one week lull um in the NFL postseason here. So uh stay tuned. <laughs> And welcome back. During this one-week lull during the of the uh, NFL postseason, which James remind me what they're doing this year for the Pro Bowl,
3: bro. They're playing Madden. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's, it. That's the Pro Bowl sucked to begin with, and this is just even worse. They couldn't come with anything better than that. Playing Madden. Hey, um, I mean, got it, got I guess you
0: got to keep it safe. Um, you know, some of some of the some of the football players who play video games though have fantastic personalities and can see them like. Doing that, I think it would be pretty is going to be pretty kind of interesting, but um we'll see. But we uh James, you wanted to talk about the NFL awards. So we're gonna be looking at the MVP rookie, rookies of the year and uh coach of the year. So take it away, man.
3: Okay. Uh so a lot like hockey, there's a ton of awards with the NFL, but we're gonna focus on the three that Traden just said. Um let's start with MVP. There three. There's three people, and surprisingly enough, they're all quarterbacks who are top of the rankings here for MVP, and that's Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to take it. Aaron Rodgers was – he was the best player in the NFL this year. He led that team. He had 48 touchdown passes. He led the league in touchdown passes. He also had a passer rating of 121.5, which also led the league in that as well. Without him, I mean, the Packers have really good weapons. But they had nobody to get. Jordan Love couldn't beat out Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers made that team what it was. He's clutch. He performs well. He knows that team inside and out. He's my MVP pick. Trade. Who do you think is going to take you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm right with you. I mean, here Rodgers responded. So the the Packers sent a message by by you know picking up Jordan Love in the offseason, you know off the draft, and that you know for some quarterbacks that that's kind of a oh I'm clearly getting replaced here. And Rodgers looked at that and said, oh no, you're not. I mean, he led the NFL in pass rating at 121.5. Had a TD to interception ratio of 48 um, to five, almost almost eclipsed 50 if he, you know, if he would have had an inc- even more incredible Week 17 than he already did. Um, he had a comfortable lead um, in terms of touchdowns. His completion percentage was 70.7, leading the league. Uh, and you know, I think the one person that we could look at is Mahomes. But down the stretch, as I mentioned in a couple podcasts now. He did not look that great in the second half of the season. I mean, yeah, they won, but he just didn't look that spectacular. So I'm right with
3: you there. Thank you. We got two for Aaron Rodgers. Alex, who do you got?
4: Yeah. So, I mean, this is my problem with the NFL MVP award is it's, I don't know, 90% of the time it's quarterbacks. And like, obviously a quarterback is very important to your team, but I kind of feel like the NFL should change it up and just, I don't know, like. Make the, I don't I don't know what they need to do, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win. But I someone that you haven't mentioned that I think maybe will de- deserve some looks is Alvin Kamara. He mm. really carried that Saints team. Drew Brees was hurt. Michael Thomas was hurt. They're two best players. He was the best running back in football this year. Um, you know maybe you know Derrick Henry too. But um, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win. I think Alvin Kamara deserves some credit. I mean, he had an incredible season. I mean, hell, he had a six-touchdown game. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Alvin Kamara. Could have been deserves, seven, too. Yeah, he deserves some credit. I mean, I don't think he's going to win. I don't even think he's going to crack that top three that you mentioned. But just so we don't all just say Aaron Rodgers over and over and over again, I thought we should throw some love to Alvin Kamara. Out of the box answer. I like it. Eric, what you got? <laughs>
1: Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> oh, you <know>, no way. <laughs> even though he did lose yesterday, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the MVP votes is the season, and you guys have all hit it on the head. He's He did everything for the Packers this year. He almost pulled them into winning that game. Uh, some people say he should have ran the ball in that that one play, but who the fuck knows what would have happened. They probably shouldn't have even kicked the field goal on that fourth and goal, but Talking the season, you know, he led him to the NFC championship game once again. Um, it sucks that he lost that game for the third time, but either way, he's probably
2: going to get the MVP. And Tyler, do you have anything different? I don't. a <laughs> um, he, had, he had more touchdown passes this season, 48, than the Packers had punts, 46. So Holy that's, that's pretty valuable to me if I say so.
1: That's a fact. I think
2: Josh Allen had the same thing. What? By the way. I'm pretty sure Josh Allen had the same
3: exact stat. Well, he had more yeah. touchdowns than they had punts. Well well, have to fact check that.
0: I I think he's right, but let's be real, Aaron Rodgers is the clear MVP. Yeah.
3: yeah. But Aaron, Josh Allen made the biggest jump this offseason. Oh, absolutely. So I think that's why he should be in contention Most for that. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. Um, so if I think Aaron Rodgers is pretty much gonna win this, the odds are in his favor big time. Uh, moving on to Rookie of the Year, I think this is where we're going to differ a bunch because we have offense and defense, but we're going to pick one. I'm going to go last this time. Tyler, you go first. Who do you got winning it?
2: I got uh, Los Angeles Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert. Um, I think there's a few guys here that you can really pick. Um, but for me, I mean, he set, he set the uh, the rookie season touchdown record had uh, 30, 30, 31 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions. Uh, as a rookie, that's pretty damn good, I, I, I would say. And also just the fact that he, there wasn't a lot of expectations on this guy going in the season. He was going to be the kind of the backup quarterback. Um, he got thrown in there like like literally last second in, I don't remember what week it was, very, very early on in the season, week two. Thank you, Trayden. Um, and took it from there. And he, he ran with the team and he, I thought he did a phenomenal job. Um, I, I think he's very deserving of this award. Um, so I, I, for me, it's Justin Herbert hands down. I like that, Eric. Damn, I didn't even think about Herbert. Uh,
1: This might make my answer look bad. Uh, I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson, the receiver from the Vikings. Uh, Look how good he made Kirk Cousins look this year. Um, They did trade Stefan Diggs, or they lost him, whatever, however the fuck you want to say it. But they did gain this guy, and he seems to be, like, the next younger version of Stefan Diggs for them in the future. I just remember seeing highlights from him, hearing about him almost every week. I think, James, you had him in fantasy. Um, Mm -hmm. But he was a solid player this year, and he should be up there, hopefully,
3: for Rookie of the Year. I agree, and I'll tell you guys why later. Alex, who you got?
4: Yeah, I don't have either of those guys, and I'm going with the guy who led his team to the playoffs, and that is Chase Young. So I'm going defensive side. Um, I know they played in the NFC East, and it was terrible. But thing I mean, the the Washington team. We were all super down on them in our predictions early on. Obviously, we killed it with those. Uh, we all did really great. Um, but twenty two percent, yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, but that Washington, that Washington defense was a top five or top ten team defense in the league, and I think uh, top three. Uh, thank you, James. Uh, and Chase Young is the leader. He was already. Uh, a captain for one of the games. Um, he's a monster. I said that when he got drafted, he was probably the best player to come out of the draft. He's an absolute tear. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for rookie of the year. I mean, he he helped push that team that had literally zero offense to make it to the playoffs. So chase young's my pick. Love it. And traded.
0: Yeah. So I actually, I had one for each, but uh, Alex, whatever you said about chase young. Absolutely. Um, Look, I mean, just real quick, he he took, he brought that team to help bring that team to the playoffs. And then they went ahead and gave the NFC. Now the NFC champion a run for their money. I think that was, I think that that is a huge pick, but my pick um, on the offensive side, which is what I want to talk about is Justin Herbert as well. Tyler, Um, you know, you, you mentioned all the stats, but I'm actually going to look at it from another angle that actually impressed me even more is the maturity level at that position of quarterback and how important that is, you know, the, matur- the maturity level of a quarterback needs to be huge, and especially for these young quarterbacks, it's very hard. And look at this guy; I mean, he gets brought in out of nowhere in week two. Um, you know, he was always going to be compared against Joe Burrow and to a Tagalow Tagalow um, because they both went <laughs> ahead of him in draft. Uh, and you know, Tyrod Taylor was set to to lead this team this year, the Chargers, um, but. His deep receiving core and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were hurt often. So Herbert had to build chemistry with other weapons, not those huge notables that that are Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, one of which is on my fantasy team and did a hell of a job. Um, And all of those players reap benefits of of him playing well and that and building that chemistry and his teammates even vocalize their admiration for his leadership skills behind the scenes. Um, even at such a young age um, to me, that kind of pushes him over the top. And it, you know, like I said, it takes a very mature individual to, to play quarterback in the NFL and especially at a young age. So um, I think he's done well for the charge franchise. And I think they have a, 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 a franchise quarterback.
3: I like it. Uh, so just to heads up guys. Um, Rookie of the year is divided up in offense and defense. We only picked one. So for defense, I agree with Alex, Chase Young, He's a must. He's a shoe in for that defensive player or defensive rookie of the year. He changed that defense entirely. Uh, when he first did the preview of predictions early on during the summer, I asked I asked Alex actually the question of Is it going to be as impactful as Nick Bosa was? And he was. He definitely was. He turned that team around. They they built the defense around Chase Young. And for my offensive pick, my argument against actually I'm gonna, I picked Justin Jefferson and my argument against uh, Justin Herbert. Is the fact that Justin Herbert was a top ten quarterback, like he's he, he did well for a quarterback, like really well, but Justin Jefferson was a top four wide receiver in the NFL in his rookie year, playing with Kirk Cousins, who doesn't air the ball out all that often. He finished the fourth in the NFL with receiving yards. He only had 88 targets. Every everybody else on that list, like the top maybe ten, had hundred plus receptions. He had 88. That tells you that like, guy's a burner. He runs after the catch. He gets open easily. I and mean, He had seven touchdowns, and he broke the Randy Moss's rookie Vikings wide-receiving record. That's really hard to do. Randy Moss is a Hall of Famer, and Justin Jefferson is following those footsteps. I think at the end of the day, when his career is over, he's going to be talked about as one of the best wide receivers. Like he's showing that promise right now, and I believe that he will win I don't think he will win rookie of the year. I really hope he does, but this will probably go to the quarterback. Moving on to the last
4: here. I have coach of the year. I'll go last once again. Alex, let's start with you. Who do you think is going to win? Yeah, so I got Sean McDermott, the Bills head coach. Um, I mean, we all, I mean, at least I specifically you know, thought the Bills were going to perform a lot better this year. Um, and then they made the AFC Championship game. Um, you know, I think he and Josh Allen's chemistry has really blossomed. And obviously, Josh Allen, as we've mentioned, is a top three MVP candidate. Um, and Bills Mafia, man, like, good for them. They've had a long road to go and they've finally got a head coach and a quarterback that they can kind of build with. Um, so I got Sean McDermott as the coach of the year. Like it. Um, Traden.
0: Yeah. So, um, I, I, like that pick Alex, but I, you know, the bills made it to the playoffs last year and the, the, this coach brought his team to the playoffs for the first time since 2002. And that is Kevin Stefanski. Um, he brought, he cleaned up the culture in the, in, in, um, in the, in the Browns organization, brought the team together and they made playoffs. Look, look at these stats points four went from 335 to four Oh eight. We haven't seen over 400 points from this team since 2007. And even that, even, even that was, you know, above average, they're way below average, you know, historically point differential from minus 11 or two minus 11 from minus 58 offensive ranked moved from 14th to 22nd defensive from 16th to 22nd or two 16th from 22nd. Their advanced stats suggest that they were better than average, or at least average in terms of offense when they were way below historically. Um, They won 11 games, double digits for the first time in many, many years. And then looking at Baker, Baker Mayfield in in particular, his efficiency improved, his quarterback rating moved from to 72.1% from the mid to low 50%. I mean, and we look at the fact that I know you can't really count the playoffs, but the, the the Browns managed to beat the Steelers in the in Super Bowl card weekend without Stefanski on the line, uh, on the sideline and as i mentioned i think that that had to do had a lot to do with what Stefanski did to that culture early on and i think that they went in there and they beat the Steelers and i think that he is a definite um that's definitely my pick for coach of the year
2: another good one tyler yeah i don't, to, I don't agree with uh, trading either. i think Stefanski <clears throat> I think mainly because of kind of what he mentioned that how bad this franchise was prior. And, you know, I think the prime, the prime example is is his quarterback, Baker Mayfield, you know, Baker Mayfield was awful. It caused Traden to have a rant about how awful he was. And we named an episode after it because of how epic that, that rant was. And then it, and then Stefanski steps in, makes Baker Mayfield a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. And then Traden publicly apologizes about his rant, you know, months later on this. As if I'm anybody though well, you are, you're, you know, He might've heard him man. you could have fired him up. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, I, I, for me, like, I think, I think, um, McDermott is another solid choice. I think this is is a very, very close race, I think between those two guys. But for me, the, 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 the the deciding factor is where the Browns came from, from last season to this season and the Browns improved drastically come compared to the, to the Buffalo Bills, who again, had a great season and their head coach was a prime, uh, uh, part of that but for me I think Stefanski I think has the edge just with the amount of improvement that he brought to that team
1: Eric yeah man uh, I'm gonna kick the dead horse while it's down I got Kevin Stefanski as well uh, we've covered every reason why he took the dog shit rounds and got them the like a score away from the AFC championship game so um he fucking, he's way better than Doug Peterson, as Alex just uh, <laughs> chatted to our group, um, who is probably the worst coach of the year. Uh, but, yeah, Stefanski is going to be close right there with the Bills coach.
3: Uh, so I agree with the Kevin Stefanski pick. Uh, I don't know why Sean McDermott is actually up there. Alex, I'm not taking a shit on your pick or anything. But the fact of the matter is that Bills team was a playoff team last year. And Josh Allen made strides, and that's what made him to a better team this year. But all that credit is given to Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator. Sean McDermott is a defensive head coach. He focuses more on the defense. Did it really help Josh Allen mature? I don't know, because all that credit is going to Brian Dable. Um, I'm not I'm not arguing the fact that he's a great coach. I'm just saying, like, this year, I think that the coach of the year should go to the, person, the coach that made the most drastic change to show why they are the coach of the year. And, I mean... Sean McDermott did almost the same, he won maybe two or three more games than he did last year. But the fact that like that's the same team. He has familiarity. And so my pick is actually going to be something somebody that you guys didn't pick at all. And that's Juan Rivera from the Washington football team, otherwise known as the Washington Joes. Um, he won seven and nine this year, guys, and he lost to the Bucs, as Traden had mentioned, uh, for the defensive player of the year, ro- rookie of the year, I should say. But he took over a terrible team. The team was three and 13 the year before, and he had took over it, took over during a time of like tumultuousness. There was like the naming thing. There was all the sexual harassment lawsuits. There was all this bad stuff that was happening at once. And he came in and he changed the culture. He completely changed the entire team. He brought in a defensive minded team, as you can tell, they're a top three team now. And he did it all while he was going through chemo, while he was going through cancer. He was doing all that. And he was managing a team and brought a three and 13 team to the playoffs. So I think that's why he should win coach of the year, but uh, yeah, that is, uh, that's my segment guys. And that's, those are the NFL awards.
0: Love it. Thank you, James. Um, I mean, next week, I know we're going to be doing a huge um, Super Bowl preview. Um, we we will look forward to that. Um, but Hey, when we come back, um, we're going to end the end of the podcast with Eric. He's going to talk about um, sports that are both that that are both physically and mentally demanding. Um, stay tuned. back for the last segment of the podcast here on episode 31 eric you want to talk about sports that are both physically and mentally demanding please take it away
1: uh yes thank you all of them are trading um true but i'm gonna (laughs) break it down even more i've been reading this fucking book right here you can't probably see it because of my screen but the mental game of golf it's a good life book actually too um it is a lot of golf, Alex, but it's a good life book, too, all right? It's not just golf. Um, you know, let's start off just sports that are highly physical. I bet everyone could guess football, hockey, water polo, lacrosse, uh, even soccer, Tyler. Um, even baseball, they uh, they fight each other. They fucking – it's physically demanding, uh, especially if you're a pitcher. Basketball, cheerleading, surprising. It is a sport, and it is physical. Rugby, of course, UFC is pretty physical. Uh, (laughs) Mental, sports, um, I kind of only got four. I got golf, baseball, basketball, and UFC. You could say a little bit of hockey if you're talking goalies, but um, mental becomes more of a narrow subject. Uh, But I kind of want to just go around and ask you guys, which the youth,
3: James, which do you think is the highest mental sport of them all? Thank you for giving it to me first, because I'm going to have the answer that everybody else has, and that's golf. Uh, the fact of the matter is you do an action, and then you think about that action for the next 10 minutes, and you, just, and you just sit with it. So if you did bad, you're just sitting in it, and you're like, damn, I did bad. Or if you did good, you're like, oh, I have to be just as good as the next one, because that put, puts more pressure on you. And you have a lot of time to just think and sit. And you only have, what, 70 strokes if you're good, probably less than that for an entire day. And the fact of the matter is you play the same course multiple times, three or four times, three, three times, four times, four times. You play the same course four times if you're good. And so then you just start comparing. You compare what you did the day before and the day before and the day before. And it's like, if you don't do as well, you, you go mentally downhill. Or if you do better, you're like, damn, I have to do better on the next one too. And again, mentally downhill. So you have to have some mental fortitude to, to keep thinking positively and thinking about what's next rather than dwell on what you just did.
1: Yeah, that, that is all true facts right there. Um, nothing to argue with. Um, <laughs> Trayden, tell me what you think the most mental sport would be.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have to go with, I have to go with, with James's pick and you know, there's something that my uncle not too long ago said to me about the game of golf. And that if you want to know a, if you want to know the, the true personality or the true nature of a person or of a, of a man, he said, man, but you can say woman too, bring them, bring him onto a golf course and play around a golf with them because of the way that the game pits, pits you against yourself. I mean you're not playing you're not playing against anyone else but yourself. At the end of the day, yeah, you're playing you're playing for the for the lowest score, but you easily can beat yourself in in any in any round of golf. And I've been there many, many, many times where you end up in this spiral this downhill spiral, and then you start to act out and then and then emotions start to get in, involved. And the thing is, unlike other sports where you can take a shift, take a breather and say, Okay, I have a chance here you don't have any you don't have any other factors to blame it on you're the only one who can make that shot you're the only one who can who can um, dig yourself out of that hole and put the ball in the hole <laughs> so the, it, it's definitely it, it's def, it's got to be the the most mentally um in, intense game there is because there's just no other there's no not really much physical attributes i mean there is if you're if you're a uh, um Deschimbo, but there it's, it's way less physically demanding than, than, you know, other sports, which, you know, four four to five hours of walking around hitting a ball, that's hard to stay concentrated as well. So yeah, definitely the, 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 the one for me,
1: lots of decision-making and probably lots of time, you know, I mean, you got time in between your shots, but you, you can be down on yourself. Like James is saying, um, Alex, let's change up the golf talk. Hopefully you didn't pick golf to be the most. Yeah, so what uh, would you say the most mental? I sport didn't,
4: is? I picked golf. Um, because <laughs> so you stand up this, but I have different reasonings. So you stand up on that first tee box and you're thinking, fuck. Why am I playing golf? What did I do to get myself to this point in my life? No. So I didn't really, I didn't actually not pick golf. Fuck golf. I did not pick golf. Um, I picked tennis. It's very similar in golf as, you know, if you're playing singles, it's just the one person. Um, You're out there for five hours. If, you know, if it's a men's uh, and you got to win three out of five, Um, you know, if you're playing in Australia or, you know, one of these opens, it's super fucking hot. And then, and the, all the eyes are on you and you see these tennis players, you know, they'll smack the ball up into the stands. They'll smash their rackets. I mean, just like golfers will, you know, smash their clubs over their knees or toss them into the pond or whatever. Um, but so yeah, I wanted to pick something different. Tennis is um, incredibly challenging um, and mentally it can exhaust you. Um, and yeah, so I picked tennis cause I want I knew you guys were all gonna pick golf. So I had to do something different.
1: Yeah, damn. I t- completely left tennis out. I feel like a jackass. Um, yeah. Yeah, tennis is hard as fuck. And you're right. Like, I don't even understand the scores, but I just know like the matches last like hours long. And it's just like you versus this one other dude or, or a woman, right, Traden? Um, but it's a, it, that's another really tough mental sport. Didn't even think about it. Physical as well. Uh, fucking hard ass sport. Um, Tyler, last but not least, I'm guessing you picked golf or did you pick baseball?
2: I actually didn't pick golf because I knew everyone else was going to pick golf. So I wanted to go some little different and a lot of people and golf, no doubt is an extremely mental sport, uh, mental because there's a lot of time in between things as you guys all mentioned, make great points. Uh, but for me, when I think of like what's really difficult mentally, it's not about the, the amount, like having a lot of time to think about things. It's having a very short amount of time to, to make the dis- decisions. I think mentally that's more difficult in my opinion And so I kind of went more of a position than a sport. So I picked quarterback for football. Um, I think it's probably the most, one of the sports you have to prepare the most for as as a player. And then in the moment, making those decisions, knowing where to throw the ball, knowing how to call play, how to call an audible, uh, to make a throw depending on who's open under pressure is an extremely difficult mental sport position to play. Um, so I have a ton of respect for quarterbacks and people that can play that position. Um, so it's kind of a little, a little bit on, on the flip side, mentally making quick, smart decisions instead of, you know, trying to keep yourself in an even keel, which golf is very, that's very difficult too. Um, but I, I, it's, it's such a, you have to make such quick decisions under a lot of pressure that is super mentally tough. So for me, I'm going to go with quarterbacks that's for a, football. That's
1: very good. nice. Yeah. <clears throat> My, uh, answer of course was golf. Um, I'm not, you know, you guys all covered everything. Just if you're fucked in the head that day, like you no matter how much practice you have and all the reps you've gotten, like nothing is going to work. If you're just not thinking right that day, you got to be crystal clear. That's only happened to me once when we were playing Chino Hills, I was with Traden. trading was playing the same way. I don't know. We were both like in a Zen. We weren't saying a word to each other. Um, but yeah, positions, most mental, uh, any golfer, any tennis player, um, fucking a football quarterback. I think a football kicker is probably the most mental
2: um, Good one too.
1: Go football on. position. I mean, fuck, so is quarterback. But kicker is like, it's like that everyone says you got one job. And <laughs> if you fucking hit the post three times in the playoffs, like the Bears kicker did a couple years ago. Um, then it could really fuck with your head. Hockey goalies, baseball pitchers. I mean, two other extremely mental positions. Baseball pitchers seems to me to be like one of the gnarliest mental positions. Um, When there is a crowd, that's a factor, but you got a lot of factors into it. Uh, Let's get into the physical, the most physical sport. Uh, Tyler, you were last. So you go
2: first. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with my sport here. I'm going to go with baseball specifically uh, hitters in baseball. So, uh, people, um, that aren't pitching obviously. Um, so, and for a reason why I think physical, it's not physical in a way a lot of people think, but I think one of the most difficult things to do in any sport is hit a baseball at, at, a, at a major league level. Um, for, I mean, the pr- perfect example is that is that a great hitter will succeed only 30% of the time. And that is considered really, really, really good. That is how difficult it is. And other sports, success, I think, percentage-wise, is a lot higher. Um, um, so it, it, you have fractions of a second to decide whether it's a ball or a strike and what, what kind of pitch it's going, what, what it's going to be. And then you have to, to deliver the perfect swing to make good contact to, in, in, in order to get a hit. And I think that, is, that level of skill is far and beyond, I think, a lot of other positions and, and, and skills in sports. Um, there's a reason why batting practice takes so long is because it just takes a lot of hours and a lot of time to hone that skill and to be very, very good at it. And a lot of players in, in, in professional baseball make it look very easy. Um, it is not easy to do. It's one thing to even make contact with the ball, but to make the contact that they're making and to hit the ball, as far as they're doing it against these guys that are throwing 95 plus miles an hour with movement, and then coming at you with the the next pitch that, you know, 75 miles an hour and drops, you know, six inches is, it's unbelievable. Like the fact that they can even make contact 30% of the time is, it's, it's crazy to me. Uh, so to me, I think the most physical, the most toughest physical sport is baseball in the sense of how difficult the skill is. Obviously I didn't really account for, you know, physical attributes, you know, athletically with, with that one, but skill wise, like that has got to be the toughest thing to do in sports.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely sounds really tough. I feel like you just said a lot of mental things, though,
2: but it is <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely mental, too. But, you know, the, the, the ability to hit a ball well is, uh-huh. is difficult.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely a tough thing. Harder than your average batting cage. Um, yeah. Alex, what sport do you got to be the most physical?
4: Yeah, so I was going to pick baseball, but as based off of that, they have the longest schedule and the least amount of off days. I mean, they play 162 games and they have about 20 off days in between there. So I was going to pick that. And then I started thinking about it and I changed my mind and I'm going way off here. I'm going to go with a triathlete, especially Mm -hmm. those guys that run like those Ironman ones. You know, they're they're running a marathon. They're biking. uh, You know, it's like 100 miles or something. And then they got to swim a long ass way. Um, So you have, you know, if you're an ultra competitor in one of those, I mean, you have to be elite at three separate sporting events that are totally different from each other. Um, and I wasn't even thinking about this until we started talking about it. And I came up with this thought process, but, um, I mean, it's incredible what the, like, what these triathletes have to go through, um, especially if they're like out in the ocean, if that's where they're swimming. Um, and then, you know, the bike ride is a long ass way. You know, sometimes it goes into over like over a day, um, it's crazy what these guys do. So I'm actually going to go with a triathlete.
1: Yeah. That, I, I don't know if I could ever do that sport um, mentally or physically. I feel like James would do that shit maybe. Um, <laughs> I can't swim, dude. So, yeah. Sure. There's that. <laughs> Biathlon, we would like we would modify it for you. Um, we <laughs> just show? have like drinking instead of the swimming part <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Liquid, dude. It's all the same. Yeah, trade-in. What's your most physical?
0: Sport? Yeah, um, I, I like the I, I like the 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 way Tyler was talking about his. Um, and, and I, I'm gonna be a little, I guess, not rude, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm going I'm just gonna say that that to ice skate alone, the amount of people the amount of percentage of people who can decently ice skate who would even be able to ice skate at a high level is extremely low. So that alone is a very physical and athletic thing that you that someone is able to do but that's not what my sport is it's gotta be football i mean it's gotta be football i mean these guys are you know doing like two a days they they only play once a week and yes they're only seven seconds per play, per play four to seven seconds per, per play but they are going 100 running brick walls are running into each other i mean that that's really what it comes down to it's it's it's. I mean, to 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 play on the line of a, of a of a football of a football team, on either side is 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 just so physically demanding to be good at it and to be like it, it 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 boggles my mind. And I always wondered why do I mean why can't we see more football in a week or you know why can't we get like two games why can't these guys to play two games a week? Well, they can't play. I mean, th- these games are just. Taking everything out of them and then they have to go and practice for for six for six or five of the other uh, seven days so it's it's got to be football for me
1: yeah um, definitely the most concussions in uh football so you, you gotta throw that into physical you could call that mental too fuck um just you're bashing your body every damn play james I think I have an idea what you picked, but what would you say the most physical sport? I think is? you're wrong. What do you think
3: I was gonna pick? Uh maybe golf, maybe football. Golf wrong. <laughs> I was going really bare bones here. I went MMA or UFC. Ooh. I watched the Conor fight this weekend, so that really inspired me. Jesus. But the name of the game is literally physicality. Like it's like you're gonna punch and you're gonna hurt. The goal is to knock him out or submit him or get as much as many punches or significant strikes as you possibly can. As that's as physical as it gets. I mean, there's the one thing you can't really do is hit him in the back of the head or kick him in the balls. Everything else is fair game. Like you can use your elbow and smash in their eye. I've seen it happen. Like Connor McGregor broke his leg this weekend and he was still, he broke his leg in the first round and fought. He continued to fight. A couple weeks ago, there was some other guy, I think it was Greg Hardy who was an ex football player, but he, he broke his ankle and was limping around and still trying to win. And he was still throwing punches He lost, but the -hmm. fact of the matter is like these guys train for months and years, just for 15 minutes. Like they want 15 minutes to see what they can do. And half the time they're gassed by the second round. So 10 minutes in they've given it their all, their bodies are breaking down and they're still out there doing their thing. So more, I think that pretty much takes the cake with most physical. Yeah. Probably any sport where
1: you're, you're allowed to kick somebody in the head. is probably the most uh, physical I like how McGregor, too, in the end, he was they're like, are we going to see you back this year? He's like, me calf went out on me. It's like the first thing he said. <laughs> Did, his leg was still broken. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know he broke his leg. Um, yeah. Tyler, you got something to
2: add? Yeah, so when, it, when I was kind of picking these, I was thinking we were doing, like, the four major sports is kind of what my mind. But I like that we're expanding it to other sports. So uh, for, for physical, I want to I throw out the, the biathlon. I don't know if you guys have watched this. It's a winter sport in the Olympics. Yeah, that
0: is unbelievable. Cross-country
2: skiing and rifle shooting, essentially. So you basically have to cross-country ski miles and miles and miles, and then you have to get on your, on your ass, and you have to shoot a target. I don't know how far away, but basically you, sh- you shoot a target, you have to hit a certain amount of targets. And if you don't, you get you know, time deducted or whatever the, the penalty is. It's a pretty insane sport uh, that physically is absolutely draining. Um, any kind of endurance sport, like, uh, Alex, you mentioned, uh, the, the triathletes. I agree. I mean, I think, I think endurance is one of the most impressive, like, like high level of endurance is so impressive, uh, for me. The the, the craziest part about that,
0: Tyler, is the fact that at the station where you're supposed to shoot, you're just, you had just raced, you know, and, and your heart rates up, Yeah, heart rates,
2: like max and
0: their heart rate enough so that they can keep their, their, the, the rifle steady it's it's unbelievable yeah. if you
2: haven't watched the 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 biathlon at the winter olympics next time it, it, it comes around like check that out
4: it's a it's it's pretty insane it is definitely oh for sure you're gonna say curling oh <laughs> uh, yeah i'm <laughs> curling too i love curling so shout out Very, shout out to mrs king those, it's probably those the most precise
1: <laughs> super precise yeah uh, i got hockey is the most physical it's like football on skates um you get winded in like 45 seconds what we would call a shift you're getting bashed around into the boards. Um, it's like football on skates. It's like arena football on skates. You got those boards in there. Um, and then fact check. We've got a lot of fact checks this this episode, but the most impactful concussions happen in hockey. The mo- the highest number of concussions happened in football. The most impactful is hockey. Like you see Mark andre Fleury, I think he was out like two months with a concussion. Uh, a lot of the concussions you see, Sidney Crosby, like they're really long-term uh, injuries. They get pretty serious. Um, let's just – we're going to end it off uh, around the horn. I'm going to start this time. The best mental athlete, you, you probably figured I'd say this guy, Tiger Woods. Um, Alex, who's your best mental athlete? Best mental athlete? Oh, wow. Going to have to go On Tom Brady.
4: Yeah, oh.
2: Tom Brady. Yeah.
1: Wouldn't argue
2: uh tyler yeah i was i uh, gotta say tom brady too you know i, I quarterbacks is my mental one i think tom brady is that he's just so calm cool collected and makes it look so easy uh also going to go shout out to our our boy kobe bryant i think that dude's mental toughness in in his career was absolutely insane so i'll go with that yeah too. james bryson dechambeau oh
0: god that dude has
2: so much pressure on yeah, him
3: that guy's a fucking like, mental nut head exactly but the fact of the matter he still goes out there and competes he can quit he can easily be like yo this is way too much for me because everybody's putting this much pressure on me but he goes out there and competes and he actually won a golf thing so yeah that.
1: that's true I know going yeah with. that's our boy we always we always get back to him trading who you got
0: to be fair i think he brings it on himself a lot of the pressure but um, <laughs> i'm gonna say muhammad ali it's gonna leave it at that
1: nice okay um we're going to go best physical athlete and start
0: with Trayden this time. Physical? Oh, gosh. Um, I d- That's a
3: tough one. You want me to come back oh, to you? I got one. Yeah. I got one. yeah. I was James. not ready for that. James, the best physical Aaron athlete. Donald, dude. Aaron Oof. Donald. Oh, the guy's a monster. Fuck. As a defensive lineman, to be as shredded as he is and to be as impactful as he is at his weight and as fast as he runs, he is the most dominant defensive player this, this century. I'm gonna say yeah. he has been
2: the most dominant defensive player of this century? Scary guy, uh, Tyler. Uh, I think it's just pure athleticism. I think Yasiel Puig, when he was when he was you know had his few good years. I mean, just one of just an incredible athlete. This the size and the power and the speed of that guy was so fun to watch. He was electric. Yeah, so, that
4: guy was crazy. The chance. Alex, who you got? LeBron James. Yeah. Year eighteen. He's still—he's thirty-six years old. He is still playing at MVP level. He's six-eight-two, whatever he is. He's still one of the (laughs) fastest players in the NBA. That dude is an absolute freak.
1: Yeah, uh, I—he was actually like the first person that came to my mind, but I'm like, I can't say (laughs) him. Somebody else would probably say him. So thank, thankfully, you said I'm trading. Did yeah, you think uh, of your mind?
0: Luckily, I found, like, two because Alex just took mine. Um, <laughs> but, Alex, this is for you, man. Roger Federer. I mean, Dude. that guy's old, mm. and that guy's a damn good tennis player. <laughs> yeah. Best tennis player ever. Like, I mean, easy.
1: Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Mine is Mike Tyson. Uh, I don't know if he could really take a punch that well, but he could de- definitely deliver a punch very well. He did that a lot in his career, and uh, I would think that would be pretty physical, uh, wouldn't want to take that but uh that's all i got i mean you know maybe some facts that people already knew but maybe some facts you didn't know so you always you always got to learn especially when you listen to tldr podcasts, right Trayvon?
0: yes sir hey uh thank you all right uh, thank you eric that was a fantastic uh that was a fantastic one i think we got some good uh discussion there um look that that wraps up the podcast i think we i think it was a great one i mean i I really appreciate everyone uh um you know listening we we always appreciate the the comments the 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 engagement on social media um james is just absolutely killing it with the social media dude you you are just a wizard at that um it, it it really blows my mind to be honest with you um best mental athlete best mental guy in this uh in this podcast he just can like are creative at least he's so creative with it um thank you so much james with that uh, but continue Appreciate to it. engage with us on social media we're, we're starting to see and um, put some uh youtube videos up as well from our from our tiktok right james is TikTok. yeah yeah um, I, we've seen TikToks a lot of views, but no we're, no we're not getting comments so please comment let us know that we're stupid mm-hmm. i love to see that eric get shit on i love to see alex get shit on don't shit on me, but you can shit on anyone else. I love it. No, um, no, all jokes aside. Um, thank you for, uh, thank you for, st- um, tuning in and, um, um, we look forward to, to giving you guys one. Check out week. our power rankings. Power I got rankings. the
1: jazz. I got the Sixers, wherever else you guys want me to fucking put, I'll put them. Yes.
0: He'll be out tomorrow. week. Check it out. Have a great week, everybody.